So hi, this week's episode, we will be talking in our interview uh, about loss of sight, uh, ADHD. Unfortunately, there will be mention of death and of uh, pets and of the family, so you, you're, you're warned. The other thing to mention is that uh, we have animals, one of whom is sitting on my desk right now on the warm laptop. She's so happy. She might meow occasionally, or a dog might wander through. I have a new office dog for the moment. Yes, uh, Zeta, our friend Shepherd's uh, big German Shepherd, is uh, having some vertigo issues, which are clearing up, but at the moment it's easier on her if she stays downstairs, so she is hanging out in Kevin's office. Basically, she's decided she lives here now. Yeah. <laughs> the final note is we swear a lot. Oh, yeah. And that's why this is tagged explicit. It isn't really explicit, explicit. It's just we have potty mouths. Body, Sometimes. Body, body it's been known to happen. It has. Welcome to Productivity Alchemy, episode 144. We're all kind of dragging. It's, um, yeah, we're we're at day 30-something of quarantine. I think we might be at day 39. Yeah, and it's, uh, you know, close quarters, five, six weeks. It's it five adults. Yeah, yeah. We're, we're just... Trying to get along and keep from losing our shit, and uh, yeah. Now I, I took a day off this month, past Monday, and I was very proud of you. Yeah, I, I needed it. Uh, I'd just done several days in a row on call, more than normal, uh, ten to be exact. And it's not that several of those days were intense. It's just that you're in a constant state of vigilance, waiting for the phone to go off. Oh, yeah. And so I just took Monday and turned everything basically off and wandered around with chicken some and poked at some side projects and uh, really did a whole bunch of nothing. And it was pretty good. Yep. It was pretty good. Uh, uh, so I actually got to my uh, work yesterday kind of refreshed. That's wonderful. Which was nice. Uh, and it's not like this year I don't have vacation to burn. <laughs> All of the events we were going to have been canceled. Yeah, with one exception that is probably just waiting for the declaration of non uh, of of that the venue is closed, basically right. to be extended by the governor. Um, a lot of places that haven't closed yet are basically waiting for the hotel to say uh, you'll get your deposit back. Uh, yes. That is that is a big thing, and I would like to point out uh, for the people who may be th wondering why this is going on for so long, <clears throat> excuse me, and uh, why there's why even though there are people trying to rush a reopening, whether it's safe or not, uh, that uh, the way to determine if it is safe is when Disneyland and Disney World open back up. Yes. Sean and McGuire had an amazing thread on that. Uh, I want to say yesterday or the day before yesterday. It was basically like, here's the indicator. It's like the Waffle House indicator. Disney is ba Disneyland, Disney World, all those are surgically designed to part you from the exact amount of money that you uh, agree to be parted with, basically. Pretty much. And uh, they are losing vast swaths of revenue right now oh they are 
And huge if, amounts. And they're going to continue to lose them over the summer months, most likely. And they are masters of risk assessment. Oh, like yes. they they know they they have actuaries to within a penny, and they are extremely mercenary. And I say this not as an insult, uh, as such. Um, certainly they do things I don't approve of as a corporation. They do a few things I do approve of. So, uh, any big business, you, you, you take your lumps and you take your chances. But, uh, they have made the determination that it is not worth it to be open right now. And I frankly trust them a lot more than our currently uh, failed state federal government. So Agreed. Yeah. Agreed. Uh, the other one I watch is uh, the movie industry. <laughs> the movie industry who firmly believes that uh, even in this day and age that the number one thing is to pack people into theaters on opening weekends. And I'm watching the dates of big blockbuster movies continue to be pushed out. Yes. And I think that's another really interesting indicator. Yeah. As to, because the movie industry, again, they have this incredible balance they're trying to figure out of how can we maximize the number of people who see our movie on opening week and make the most amount of money because that's where they're going to make back possibly all the money they invested in it. And a lot of places are taking the gamble and just releasing it on like Netflix or whatever. Uh, and we've seen that happen with a couple that could not be pushed back, basically, that were in the pipeline. Uh, came out simultaneous, same day theater and, uh, and at home. Uh, I was going to say it was, uh, the first real weekend of stay at home orders. Uh, the new Vin Diesel movie Bloodshot was released and had a record low opening weekend. Yes. And so, it was already available on digital within three days of opening day. They were just like, well, we'll get it somehow and put it out there. Yeah. Which we still have to watch it. We do. Yeah. Uh, I am a huge Vin Diesel fan. Uh, it can be an, a terrible movie and she will uh, still watch Oh, it. I assume it'll be a terrible movie. I'm trying to think of a truly good movie Vin Diesel's been in and it's pitch black. And I say this as someone who loved Chronicles of Riddick with an undying passion. Yeah. But, uh, uh, like, uh, okay, uh, uh, no, wait, the Iron Giant, he, Iron he is Giant. the voice, he is the voice actor in some very fine movies. Uh, Guardians but, of the Galaxy. Yes, but, uh, uh, not, uh, not what you'd, uh, no. tends to pick a lot of stinkers. Pitch Black was genius. Mm -hmm. Chronicles of Riddick, I will defend to my last breath, but I don't pretend it's a good movie. Uh, <laughs> I loved it. I actually think it's a great sci-fi movie. I think it's fantastic. I will watch any Riddick movie that comes out. Uh, but that I do not, uh, I do not c fool myself that just because I loved it makes a thing good. The last Witch Hunter didn't suck. Much better than people made it out to be. Uh, all right, that's, that's, there's no need to be defensive. But yeah. Triple X was terrible, but I love it anyway. Uh, Babylon AD was extremely confusing, but Vin Diesel's torso was in it, and that's really what matters. Uh, I'll be honest, that was a terrible adaptation of the book. I read Babylon Babies, the book it's supposed to be around, and they tried to turn this deep thought piece of a book into an action movie, and it just did not translate. Yeah. I do not believe that was potentially his fault. Oh, yeah, yeah. 
Uh, anyway. But no, I, I yield to no one in my love of Riddick. I have played all of the Riddick games, and furthermore, I've beaten them, okay? <laughs> <laughs> so, like, you know, you come for me for my love of Riddick, you best not miss. But, uh, yeah. It's probably about time to rewatch those. We haven't watched those in a while. Oh, yeah. Uh, anyway. Anyway. Um, anyway. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I continued to work on editing my book mm -hmm. and I'm nearly done. I am at like the, I think I have like 10 pages left, maybe 15. And this is Bread Wizard. Uh, no, no. Bread oh. Wizard went off uh, last week. This is, okay. uh, this is the one for Tor that came back for edits. I am somehow miraculously, thank you, Vivance, ahead of schedule. <laughs> And uh, I don't know quite how that happened, except that apparently I had a day in because I was like, okay, I'll do 25 pages a day. And apparently I had a day in there. I managed about 80 and uh, that put me two days ahead. Uh, yeah, a lot farther ahead than I expected to be. So um, good. Yeah. Good, good, good. And I will probably finish up tomorrow, hopefully, you know, if Lord willing and the creek don't rise. Uh so that's nice. Yeah. I did have a, a stress bunny of a day where life was too much, and yep. I took a lot of... In fact, I think that, was, think that was yesterday. That was yesterday. I took a bunch of my sort of last resort anxiety med and laid in bed and played Animal Crossing and slept and then got up and played Animal Crossing and took more Vistaril. And uh, That's fine. Yeah, because sometimes life is a lot right now, mm -hmm. and if you cannot handle it uh then don't you know the uh you do what you can take, and take the day if yeah. you're if you're working right now and i like i am with my day job uh, many companies have set up sort of special set aside uh we'll just call it pandemic time off um ostensibly some of that is in case you or your loved ones get sick and you need to deal with that, uh, we have a very generous amount. And uh, my manager is like, if you need to take a day, take a day. Just take it out of that. It's automatically approved. It does not count against any of your other balances. And I'm like, that's very, very kind of you. Um, it, it is. And yeah. I'm so glad you're working for this company right now. I'm ecstatic. Yeah. yeah I just, um, we are not without our difficulties. Many companies uh that may have been in a hiring mode have slowed down or paused um uh we have not paused uh but the financial realities being what they are it's uh you know if if you happen to be someone who has applied for a job to be my coworker <laughs> then you understand that maybe things have slowed down a little bit right now cuz it's it's tough um but that's uh, the current reality that we live in, we are not cutting people. That's the amazing thing. Yeah, yeah. Like so many businesses, we are not uh, we're not downsizing, and I hope we're able to continue that trend. God, you and me both. So, uh, yeah, it's, mm -hmm. and I hope that I know a lot of you are not in such a good situation, no. and I'm, you know, God, I. I hope coming out of this, we eventually start to see some kind of changes, although God knows people are trying real hard to make sure we don't. But uh, the if take care of yourself, 
as yep. much as you can, as best you can. And uh, I know it's hard right now, everybody. Believe me, we know. I'm so sorry. Yeah. And we're, you know, trying to, to cope with, with some of that. And it's, it's a lot. It's a lot. Everything's a lot right now. It is. And uh, so just, you know, take it easy on yourself. Don't beat yourself up over it. And so, I have no good segue. All right. So, insert brilliant segue here, <laughs> Internet. I had a chance, uh, this looks like about a month ago now, to talk to Raz. Uh, you may know them as Razik, the furry artist, uh, in a prior life. Uh, Raz is amazing. Uh, Raz is a grad student, as visually impaired, and has some really, really neat stuff to talk about. And I will get to that right after this. I'm here today with Raz, and Raz is going to talk about how they stay productive with an interesting twist. So, Raz, can you introduce yourself much Hi. better than I just did <laughs> and tell us a little bit about what you do? Hi, everybody. Uh, my name is Raz. Um, right now, I am a graduate student getting a master's degree in teacher of a teacher of the blind and visually impaired um and i have been in the past a freelance artist and still am from time to time and uh my fun twist is that i am blind <laughs> and of course there's a uh, i can still see a little bit but what the sighted world tends to think of as blind versus what blindness really is a little bit different it's a lot more like hearing loss. So there's, there's degrees, you know, there's <laughs> some people can hear a little, some people are totally deaf. Some people can see a little bit. Some people are totally blind. I'm way closer to totally blind than being able to see much. And gotcha. I will, I'll spare you the details, but yeah, that's kind of what I do. Um, all of my coursework right now is online. Um, and it was beforehand, but now even more so, but I also have to do a lot of stuff. Um, in the public, I'm trying to get uh, licensure and possibly switch degree programs so that I can work doing uh, what amounts to travel training for the blind because there's more to it than you would think. Oh, I bet. I bet. Oh, yeah. It gets James Bond in there. It's, it's interesting. <laughs> I, and the interesting thing is that you will have a very different connection with your students than, say, a sighted person would am i am i getting the terminology right yes you are okay. um it's sighted and like if you wanted to be politically correct a lot of people will say visually impaired um i personally am not too keen on the term i prefer blind just because they're sort of a we called it like the hierarchy of the sighted where you sort of felt like you were 
better, quote unquote, than your totally blind friends, but not like a whole person because you didn't have two eyes. So some people will go with visually impaired. Um, that's usually your default. I say, you know, like, I'm blind. I have a guide dog. I can't drive. <laughs> it's, it is what it is. Pretty straightforward there. Yeah. 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 So uh, given that, and with your degree program, I know a lot goes into a grad degree. I remember when my mom oh. went through it. Uh, how do you keep yourself organized? Oh, God. <laughs> it's interesting because um, as you have become acquainted with recently, um, I too have attention deficit disorder. Ah. And, yes, and it's been in the background the whole time. And I've only been getting it treated since, I think, November. And I've okay. kind of been on my own because I'm an older person, uh, mm-hmm. like late 30s. Uh, and they're just like, oh, you should have learned this in school. So, so organization, um, but it happens to be that um, uh, organization is almost a hobby for me. But like, I'm not good at it. But it's one of those things that I'm like, containers, <laughs> ooh, notebooks. How, how can I organize this so that I can get to it? You know, in my, the place that I live is a disaster, but I try to be organized. Uh, you try a lot and you, you try different things and eventually start a podcast. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> That's why I started listening to this. I found, I don't even know how I found productivity alchemy, but I was just like, it's a podcast about organizing. I, I have to listen to this. There you go. Um, um, oh, but and I should answer the question, though. <laughs> <laughs> like, how do you do it? Um, I kind of have a, it's sort of um, a Lovecraftian method that is, uh, it's iPhone calendar, Habitica, you know, we, we all <laughs> love Habitica. Um, oh, yeah. I have a, what is known as a Braille note taker. So it's a refreshable Braille display. And I can send, I can send you some information on those. They're cool. Oh my God, that is, that is awesome. Yeah. Oh, they're rad. I love them. Um, and I also uh, know how to write Braille in a Slayton stylus because within the past two years, I did very much lose the ability to read print of pretty much all types. Oh, so wow. it's like, yes, time to adjust in the middle of getting a grad degree. <laughs> <laughs> nothing, nothing like adding literally a oh, new written hello. language. I'm, I'm here. Yep. Oh, no. Uh-oh. Make a note. Uh-oh. <laughs> Where's my time to no. One moment. Did we okay. lose connection? Mm, maybe. Uh-oh. <laughs> there we go. I'm back. So, uh, all right, so before our, our little internet difficulty there, uh, <laughs> you were talking about your Braille note taker. Oh, yes, yes. Um, so I do use that. Um, I use a Slayton stylus, which is, it's kind of the blind person's pen and paper, Mm -hmm. uh, except that not very many blind people use them or have access to them, but I love it. It's easier on my hands. I have twig-like artist fingers. (laughs) You're already used to it because you were an artist. A little bit. Um, Mm -hmm. It's very different though. Um, But yeah. Oh, what was I saying? Oh, that's right. Um, in the midst of getting my bachelor's and also getting uh, starting my master's, I lost the ability to read print. And I had been Ooh. sort of trained up in like this sighted way of doing things. Mm-hmm. And of course, ADD, irony of ironies, is a very visual uh, mental thing. I don't like right. to call it a disorder because honestly, like if I could choose a disorder, I would choose this one. But <laughs> yeah, that, that print loss was kind of a kick in the teeth. And I spent a while flailing around trying to get a handle back on it and then i was like oh that's right habitica has a to-do list feature 
and mm-hmm. there's iCalendar, and uh, I happen to learn Braille as an adult, so it's slow, but I can do it. And and eventually, you, I, I with more practice, you get better at it. You do. I was writing uh, journal pages by hand, and it would take you know half an hour to do one page, but it really built up that speed. Mm-hmm. Now I just need to practice with note cards. <laughs> That's an entirely different feel to it. Yeah. Oh, I bet. I bet. But it is good if you need to take quick notes and you don't want to wait all three seconds for your note taker to power up. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, yeah, for me, it's just like I keep scrap paper everywhere. That's not really an option. Exactly. Which is a little bit tricky because you you get ideas and you Mm -hmm. need information um, right out the gate. I have some folders open or, uh, word processors open on the note taker and it's Mm -hmm. essentially like a a PDA a little bit heavier than than a PDA. And there's tons of stuff it does that I don't know what it does because I just haven't bothered to look. I use it (laughs) solely for the word processor Um, that, you know, reading books very slowly, but I can read again. Mm -hmm. And I will tell you an audio book is not the same. Text to speech. Text to speech is not the same either. Yeah, well, there was that whole thing with Amazon being like, yeah, we're just going to do text to speech and oh. there everybody has audiobooks and we're not going to pay for it. And everybody's like, okay, timeout. We understand the accessibility concern here, but oh. <laughs> I'm still mad at them over that. Like they quit after a while. They were like, oh, yeah, it turns out a robot's reading to you. Yes, yeah, yes, and, it is. <laughs> and it turns out that authors weren't actually getting paid for that and audiobook rights are a thing. Oh, I'm, I'm no, not again. Yeah. <laughs> we'll see if mine says it's having problems this time. Nope, oh, it's me. You came back a little bit. Yeah, hold on. It said my internet was, connection was unstable, which means I'm probably going to have to yell at my teenager at some point. But Damn kids, stop playing <sighs> Fortnite or whatever you do. <laughs> I, he's, he's, I think he's live streaming. So, I don't know. He's, he's really good about waiting until I'm off work. That's the big thing. Oh, I'm getting you off and on in like bits and pieces. Joy. <laughs> text him. I will text him. Ha ha. Uh, no, wait. He's on Discord. There we go. Discord. There we go. Heard me? Mm-hmm. No worries. No. <laughs> Did it come back? Yeah, I think so. <laughs> I'm sending him a message now that's like, hey, I'm trying to do an interview for the podcast. Can I get bandwidth <laughs> until about seven? <laughs> stop stop playing Fortnite or whatever stop. it is that kids are playing online. Yeah, stop streaming. Uh I think he's 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 like streaming speed runs. Oh nice. Yeah. Those are fun. I'll I'll admit I like to watch those, but yeah. At the time, it's sort of like, okay, one stream, one stream per household at the moment. Right. Uh, and I'll, I'll figure out the network to, to get it sorted someday. Um, <laughs> like, oh, yeah, prioritize my machines over yours, neener, neener. <laughs> oh, man, with a teenager, it's like, oh, good luck. <laughs> I, I just look forward to the bandwidth I'll get back when he goes to college. I will <laughs> miss him. I will not miss the evening slowdowns on the on things. Oh, I can imagine. And you okay. still get to experience the super slow college bandwidth. Yeah, it's going to be awesome. Uh, <laughs> all right. 
So Slate and Stylus, Braille Note Taker, Habitica Eye Calendar. Uh, that that's already a bunch. Yeah, it it is mm-hmm. a lot. Um, and I think maybe there was a time in the past where I had a slightly less uh, convoluted organization system, mm-hmm. but maybe not. It might have just been that I was like sort of haphazardly writing notes down on paper and forgetting where they were and just hoping that I would remember either the thing that I had to do or where that note might have been. <laughs> so right. this is a little bit easier because I'm like, oh, my life is on my phone. <laughs> it, it's consolidated down. Yes. Yeah. Well, Which is all- great until your oh. phone breaks. <laughs> yeah, I, I know. But if you're storing it in the cloud, hopefully need- syncing everything. I need to do that. I haven't quite figured it out, and I'm fairly broke, so I haven't quite done it yet. I, I mean, there's the the uh, you have an iPhone, which means there's already the Apple built-in storage. Oh yeah, I think I just need to go into it and be like, no, like preserve this, not that. Exactly. I, just haven't do- I haven't done that yet. I've been meaning to do it for a couple of years. <laughs> Again, <laughs> yeah. I think this is something you're probably pretty familiar with. with I am. Like, Oh yeah, that thing I was supposed to do. When was I supposed? To? Oh, that's oh, why. I, well, time is fast. That's why I set it up for her as soon as as she gets a new machine. I'm like, okay, here's all the stuff that syncs and saves it and duplicates everything, <laughs> so you don't have to worry about it anymore. I'm really glad that whenever I switch phones, um, which doesn't happen often, but thankfully the SIM card will usually uh, preserve everything, and it's like. Oh, thank God, because I don't remember what I had open in Safari, but it was probably important. That's that's actually the iCloud service. That doesn't go to the SIM card. The SIM card oh. only does phone numbers. Oh, okay. Well, that's good. Yeah. To know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm like, I'm barely technologically literate. <laughs> yeah, I, and as much as I have problems with some of how Apple does things, one of the things I really like about their system, which is why I've got a whole bunch of Mac gear other than my phone. Uh, is because they're really good at making that sort of seamless synchronization so that, oh, I've got a new phone, and oh, mm-hmm. here you go. I didn't lose anything. Uh, you know. That is good to know. Like mm-hmm. I'm stuck with Apple for the entirely different reason of uh, if you have a visual impairment, it's the only thing on the market. Like They've got us. Um, Android... Like, you can kind of make it accessible, but mm-hmm. not even half as accessible as Apple, and you still need to have a sighted friend do it for you. Uh, the last time I was in the Uh-oh. Apple store... No! <laughs> here we go again. All right, there we go again. And back. <laughs> at, at least it, it automatically restarts the recording and all that stuff every time this happens. So there's that much. I'm going to turn... That is good. We'll pause. All syncing there. Um, yeah, so, uh, and then I'm going to turn, let's close that because I don't need it. Um, all right, there, there's, uh, I've got one like sync tool that can be a little intense. So, but I'm not seeing any big network spikes or anything. So I'll just blame somebody else. It's fine. It's fine. Um, (laughs) I mean, there's the, the, the networks are probably being stressed. Um, Mm -hmm. I think when I chose this interview time, it was a good time. And now it's like, oh. Maybe it should have been earlier in the day. Right. Yeah, because I'm reasonably flexible with work. And so I can say, hey, I need to take an hour for this. Uh, Okay, so what I was going to say before the last round of of (laughs) network blips, uh, and and folks at home, yeah, we're, this is fully, everyone is now done with their whatever learning. People are getting home from work and just, or getting offline Mm -hmm. from work 
and can now play their games or whatever. And so it's getting a little, getting a little tight. Um, and we're going across time zones too. Um, yeah. I'm in mountain time zone and you're, you guys are Eastern time zone. We're right? Eastern. Yeah. Yeah. So it's literally, it's like literally 6 30 PM. Oh, geez. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I didn't want to like get too late in the day for you guys as well with the interview time. I no, I can I can do later. It's not a big deal. Uh, That's true. I do miss being able to just kind of like stay up forever. <laughs> well, I don't stay up forever, but uh, um, no. What I was going to say before the last blip was uh, the assistive technology with Apple is really good. One of when I bought my MacBook, yes. that, my, uh, that my cat is sleeping on right now. Um, my sales associate was. Um actually uh visually impaired and so was able to just be like okay here you go and the whole thing and i'm like i was just like wow oh yeah yeah it's nice i love being able to just i don't even have to look at my phone screen if i don't want to sometimes i will um i still like to look at artwork and stuff um, and my phone is usually the most convenient screen, but yeah. most of the time I'm reading, um, checking up stuff. Hi kitty. <laughs> yeah. No, that, that noise, that's Ernie. <laughs> oh, that's Ernie. Okay. That's Ernie. Yeah. yeah. He sounded like a cat. Really Petey? <laughs> yeah. Well, it's, it's getting close to dinner time. So now he has to start oh. telling me he's hungry at least an hour in advance. Yes. When I had my, uh, black lab, that was my second guide dog. We had that like an hour beforehand. Yeah. <laughs> Oh. oh, Ernie, it's okay, buddy. You're not going to die. <laughs> um, oh, but but he is. He's <laughs> a hound. Like forever. <laughs> yeah, he, he's oh. a hound. I, I'm actually used to these noises working. Uh, it's, it's a thing. Um, I've got a German Shepherd, and nothing quite does drama like a German Shepherd. Uh, you might be surprised compared to a coon hound. Oh, That's God. true. I've heard huskies are really dramatic and hounds are also dramatic. And, and hounds have resting sad face. Yes, they do. My grandparents used to have one. Yeah. There, there he goes now. Yeah. Hold on. Okay. Hopefully that got the message across. I muted me, me telling Ernie to go chill. So, uh-huh. <laughs> uh-huh. Because I didn't want to blow out anybody's ears. Um, oh, I appreciate that, that. Yeah, it lasted about 30 seconds, apparently. <sighs> All right, so Apple is the most accessible. Yes, very much so. Yeah. yeah, and I've heard people, like, I know of a few folks who have an Android, mm-hmm. and um, they may hate Apple, but inevitably, like, you'll hear them come back to Apple because you have to get your sighted friend to help you with everything on Android. Uh, yeah, I, it looked like they were doing a little better. Uh, like I accidentally turned on auto captioning on the Android. Oh, so uh, for the uh, hearing impaired. So and oh, like yes. it was transcribing songs live, not perfect. I there, yeah. uh, there's a, a similar um, something similar with. Uh, oh gosh, I think I accidentally turned it on iPhone settings. Mm. And I noticed it like doing that on a YouTube video. And I was like, how did that happen? Yeah. Well, it's really weird. I'm driving and I keep getting these notifications of like, what is going on? And it's transcribing like me talking to my kid. It's transcribing the song. I'm no! like, <laughs> Oh no. Like that's yeah. what you don't want. It was exciting. No. Don't, it was put, exciting. don't put this on the cloud. <laughs> yeah. Right. 
Uh, yeah, don't don't take that down and and send it back to me. I don't. I no. Stop. Um, <laughs> yes, uh, that's part of why um, I actually have Siri is uh, turned off on my phone because she mm. and I did not get along, and for yeah. some reason I can't really do dictation on my phone. I have friends who will do it, and um, yeah, I've got one friend. You get a message from her, and you're like. Let, hang on, let me turn on the screen reader because that will translate. You'll you'll get a sense of what the words were supposed to be. Right. Um, so through all of this, I'm going to guess you've developed some really interesting systems and habits to keep everything oh, together. Most, de- most definitely. <laughs> and it's constantly uh, in flux uh, for, mm-hmm. for the semesters. Um, I've started creating about like a to-do list for every class mm-hmm. with a, a combination of like a, a larger to-do list that's just the dates. Originally, I had like the dates plus all the information to do each assignment, and it freaked me the hell out. <laughs> I couldn't do anything with that giant list. So I had to right. split it up. And it's like, okay, if you need information on the assignment that's due Monday, you're going to have to go into the folder for the class mm-hmm. and open the to-do document and see the details that you've copy-pasted from the syllabus, the online course materials, every single email, you know, I copy down all the details, and that way I have them. I Mm -hmm. kind of learned the hard way that you don't want to be frantically digging for details for these big assignments. No. No, Yeah, and I wish I had known this uh, as an undergrad. I think I might have done better as an undergrad. Yeah, and so you, you copy down the details, and then you keep them all in one place. I do. And then too, uh, my computer is sort of like a, it's, it's a labyrinth of folders. I think Mm -hmm. people would get lost going in there. I kind of know where everything is and it's organized according to the system I have in my head. You know, it's like, uh, uh, we've got the college folder and then there's the graduate school, the grad school folder Mm -hmm. versus the undergrad school folder. And each of those folders is organized by semester. And then we have folders by class. And then within each class folder, there is probably a folder for the books and articles and another folder for completed assignments just so they're not in my way. And then what's in the out folder is, uh, or not the out folder, um, that main class folder that's out in the open is just the assignments and the papers that I need right now. Like every, right, every, right. it feels convoluted to describe it. And I don't know too many people that do this. So the interesting thing about it is there are two uh, structures people often talk about. Uh, one is uh, creating a memory palace, and that is an, an or a palace, an organized pa- organizational system in your literally in your brain, so you can find things quickly, remember things easier. Um, the first time I encountered the term was reading uh, Hannibal, the third uh, Hannibal Lecter book. Uh, oh, yeah. I haven't read those, but I have heard this term before. Yeah. I've always been really jealous of people who can do it. Well, that's the interesting thing is because more recently I've been seeing some things about, and I, I understand there's a book and a course about it that I haven't taken, uh, but uh, <laughs> about creating a second brain. Ah. Because you can't keep everything in your brain easily and accessible. So you use... Um, uh, you know, a uh, mind mapping software or their second brain software. Of course, there's a second brain software or something like your, your, your structure of <laughs> folders to keep those connections so that you can find things easily and remember things or you don't have to remember them. You just have to be able to, to look at the connections. 
Now that makes sense to me. And I, I could yeah. see that. I, that's probably exactly what I'm doing. I think I would probably hate like the, the mind mapping software. Firstly, for the name, that just sounds terrifying. Oh, well, uh, and that's the thing is uh, mind mapping is a very visual thing. So it's already got a strike against it um, <laughs> in yes. that case because it's because it's all here's you put a word, draw lines to other concepts as you get them. Oh, and, yeah, the, yeah. That damnable. Yeah, yeah. Uh, oh, what is it? What, what did we call it? We had to do this exact exercise in so many of my undergrad classes and I'd be the one in, in the front row, like, um, excuse me. <laughs> uh, right. What's my alternative? And that I would often, um, I would accidentally like stop the classes <laughs> because I was that jackass in the front row that was like, <laughs> um, I don't know what you're doing. Uh, this, this concept. And it's weird because I have had, uh, you know, I was sort of raised like a sighted child would be raised because right. my family did not have any of these extra resources that I'm learning you tend to, you know, if you really want good outcomes with your blind kids. Uh, you so kind of need them? Yeah, but yeah, my family didn't have access to that. It's kind of a problem um, ongoing. So they did their best, and I think they did well. But I constantly run into stuff, especially in, uh, you know, in the out, outside of, um, pretty much outside of high school and in secondary education, where all these sighted people have these great systems. And then I hear about it, and I'm like, what what the hell is that? <laughs> what, what, what am I supposed to about? Yeah, what am I supposed to do with that? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> and it's interesting um that I will come up uh, against concepts that I've maybe heard about and thought I knew about them and mm -hmm. then when I have to see them in detail it's like, oh, that's not what I thought it was at all. Right. And this is a this is a conversation my blind friends and I we mm -hmm. have this a lot. You know, it's like what are the subtleties of the sighted world that we don't know about because we just physically can't know about and like subtle facial features and stuff. Right. I have a great poker face. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. What, and, and I guess that makes sort of the, the systems uh, and, uh, and other habits kind of, kind of interesting uh, because at, at that point, anything that's, that's exceptionally visually based is going to be problematic. Oh, very much so. I mean, some things I still enjoy. Um, I uh, I gravitate towards very brightly colored cardstock. Okay. Um, I used to not because I was thinking, well, I can't draw on this. I can't write on this. Now that I'm writing in Braille, who cares what color the paper is? So right. I find the worst colors and then just make a, <laughs> a nice hodgepodge rainbow journal that makes what I what vision I do have drawn towards that. Yeah, and that's uh, and and you could use that as its own organizational strategy, if you want to, the way people do different color writing in their planners or whatever. Or oh, you could yeah. just be like, I have a, uh, this thing is gorgeous. It is a mass of colors and there's no reason for those colors to be together except I like it. Oh, pretty much. And yeah. sometimes the colors can be distracting. Um, way back before we really had, this was like back in 2007. So I guess mm -hmm. it's not way back, but um, when Apple was in the process of being sued for being inaccessible, um, right. And before Habitica existed, I think, uh, I did oh, have yeah. like a giant bulletin board that had multicolored note cards and um, mm -hmm. cut up jeans pockets. And I used that as a, uh, a household and uh, bill pay to-do list. And thank God I was able to migrate that over to Habitica. Yeah, but that's brilliant. I mean, that oh, is... Oh, it's, it's very useful. Brilliant. Yeah. And I even wow. had, uh, I had the note cards just sorted out between like, you know, daily, weekly, monthly. Mm -hmm. 
Um, you know, and once something was done, we had like the everyday jeans pocket that was also hung on the clipboard and the every week pocket and the every month pocket, you know, and once something mm-hmm. was done, uh, you could just take it off the bulletin board, put it away out of sight. It's gone. And God, was that a relief? Yeah. I hate to do lists that you can only scratch it out because to me, the item is still there you know? uh, and yeah. I'm trying to read it. Like, I don't notice that it's been scratched out until I've started trying to read it. It's like, oh, damn it. <laughs> There's, there was one I was looking at, uh, and I forget whose it was, that they were talking about how what they do uh, is they literally just black out things when they're done on their calendar. Oh, yeah. So they don't have to do look that. at it anymore. Yeah. yeah. And for me, it still registers as being there. It's like it's a physical presence in uh, okay. its own yeah. weird way. So like I could black it out as much as I want, but it's still there. Like it's not sufficiently gone. Right. Which again, that's where <laughs> I am in love with Habitica. If you set the filters right, you hit, you know, you click that button and it's gone. Like you did it. <laughs> yeah, no, today's today's tasks are done when they're done and they don't show up until tomorrow again. Yes. Uh, it's, and I it's love it. Really nice. Yeah. Uh, and I'm on, I, I love Habitica sufficiently that I subscribed to it. Um, and I signed up to be one of the beta testers because I knew I was like, how many people are going to do accessibility testing on this? Like nobody. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, and I'll, uh, and I have to say, I know uh, the team over there is really appreciative of that sort of thing uh, because they are oh, trying really hard to be accessible. Um, I will. They I do will, really good. Yeah, I'll, I'll talk to them every now and again. <laughs> well, yeah, and, and you know, I've had one of the co-founders on, so I can I can ping her and say, hey, I was just talking to one of your beta testers and, you know, uh, <laughs> and you're doing a good job. So we're they trying are, to. You know, yeah. and, and I definitely try to be nice about it. Like if I find a problem, it's just like, hey, this isn't working. I think this is why. Here you go. Um, and they've been, their response has been fantastic. They're really fast about it. And I love oh, yeah. it. Oh yeah. I, I was just, uh, I was showing uh, some coworkers, right? I was like, oh yeah, I, I, we were talking about to-do lists. I'm like uh, on our, um, on our daily sort of regional standup. And they were like, whoa, this is cool. You can customize with <laughs> wheelchairs and all of this other accessibility thing. I'm like, yeah, they, they want to make it. They want your avatar to feel like you. It's really cool. Oh, it's so fun. I went in and I bought like the sunglasses with uh, the time turner or whatever it was. (laughs) Like I bought the surfer set or something just to put the sunglasses on my avatar. (laughs) (laughs) And and I have found, you know, some of my friends Mm -hmm. who uh, have had more blindness skills training or had a different upbringing than me, and especially who are not gamers, um, they had a difficult time with Habitica and mm-hmm. it was, again, that, it was that, that contrast. Um, I think the, the gaming part was overwhelming for them. And it's like, you know, I get how it works for some people and how it doesn't. I love the gaming side of it. Uh, yeah. And uh, I'm, I'm stuck in the, the Pokemon side of it where I'm trying to finish out, complete my pets. Me too. Oh God, the pet quests. Like I, I spend money trying to get, all the, the quest bundles when they come out. So oh. I'm just like, I want them all. It's going to take me forever, but I want them. I am, I am now in the, I, I can buy every egg I need. Now it's the, I am feeding all of the quest pets to get quest mounts. Uh, see, I tend to do, um, 
I do them kind of in groups so that um, we have the pets and the mounts done at about the same time. So that way I won't forget one or the other. See, it bothers me to not to have like a complete set. And then too, um, I'm kind of a, a hoarder of items in Habitica. So I have yeah. like almost a hundred food for everything. So it's like, all right, I'm working on this particular set of pets, you know, for pets and mounts, both like the butterflies or whatever. Right, so I right. can feed them all. And I can get it all done like in this, it's like an assembly line. It's another <laughs> one of those convoluted things, but it just really bothers me to see something like incomplete. It's like with the, the to-do list thing. It's like yeah. it's not done and I hate it. <laughs> it's yeah, like so, an itch. Yeah, like, the, you have to scratch it. <laughs> the bit where I've got like seven out of 10 newts or, or axolotls <laughs> or something. Yeah, that, that was, yeah. I, oh, I haven't yeah. hatched the last three yet. So, oh, I find that with um, I'm still working on some of my base pets because it was before I had developed this really oh, yeah. uh, in depth strategy. So, a few of the base pets, like I don't have all the, the magic potion ones, and I'm like, oh, damn it, I have to wait until February to get this for the flying pig. And I don't even like the flying pig, but I need it. I, yeah, I've still I've got gaps in mine where I missed it or the announcement or something and didn't buy the potion. So, it's like I have two gaps in the in the special seasonal ones and i'm like i gotta wait for them to come around oh come on yes and i have to keep telling myself i'm like it's okay it'll be back next year right oh yeah and that's sort of becoming my mantra lately is just to remind myself like this will come back around um i think when i was younger i really struggled with that whole uh, you have to do it now <laughs> and that is a problem with add you tend to mm-hmm. think that everything's happening right now all the time, you know, it makes prioritizing difficult. So now it it's like, nope, this will come back later, or this is due later, and this is due now. It's a lot of sorting, and I'm getting accustomed to uh, what Ritalin does, which is is nice, but it's de- it's very <laughs> different. <laughs> I uh, Ursula has something I believe that is slightly stronger, and yeah, it is. Uh, there is an adjustment period. Yes, it, yeah. it's been fun listening to her adjust to that because I was like, <laughs> yes, I know that feeling. <laughs> I kind of, I would like to get on an all day release. Um, right now I'm on, you know, the, the ones that you have to, you just take as you need them. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm supposed to take them a couple times every day. And of course, like, I'll go a couple days and be like, I feel really anxious and off. Oh, yeah. <laughs> There's that yeah. med I'm supposed to take. Yeah, that's the that's the thing. It's like you're telling people with ADD that they have to remember to take something every so <laughs> often. Oh yeah. Right. And I have alarms set for that and they'll it'll go off and I'll turn it off. I'll be like, "Yeah, yeah, just a second." You know, and then 5 hours later it's like, "Oh shit." <laughs> <laughs> Thinking of alarms. Haha. Nice segue. Oh yes. Uh, how do you uh, like, how do you start your day? How do you decide what to do first on a given day? Oh, man, that can be really tricky. Uh, I have a lot of open time right now because mm-hmm. I'm just in online grad school. Uh, there's not much to do. And this was actually the downfall of my freelance career. Yeah. Without that that external uh, push to go do something, I kind of wake up and I'm like, do I need to get out the door? No, I'll just kind of sit here. <laughs> yeah. I'm trying to get up at the same time every day, at least, you know, and and not Mm -hmm. push things too far because I know like um, maybe I think it's a a year down the line, maybe sooner that I will have to get up on a consistent schedule 
in an early schedule because, you know, God help me. I decided to be a teacher <laughs> and I'm a night owl. And teachers don't start their days early. There's always night school. Yeah. And I may wind up doing that too. Um, I was, <laughs> I have been working uh, in a degree that's geared towards uh, the birth to 21 mm-hmm. kind of school age students, but it's, I'm kind of like, I want to, I just want to work with blind people and pay it forward, you know, pass on the skills I have. So that's part of why I'm looking at different degree options. I, yeah. I, I want this specific field. And right now I'm kind of in a generalist program, but it's generalist geared towards kids. And I'm like, hmm. <laughs> there, there, and there are people who are, get as they get older, they have accidents, things happen. Oh, yes. And they're going to need a whole new education. Um, oh, yeah, they do. And it, mm-hmm. it hits them hard. And even me uh, expecting that, like, you know, knowing that it was very likely I would lose a significant amount of vision with age. Mm-hmm like having it come on slowly and degrade the way it did, like that was miserable. It was traumatic. It was upsetting. I'm still adjusting. Um, I'm doing a lot better with, you know, med switch and life events that just kind of, it kind of kicked me over on my side for a while. And now I'm like, okay, I gotta, I gotta adjust and rethink a lot of my life, but life rolls you that way. Oh yeah. Yeah. So even me, like knowing Mm -hmm. what to do, knowing that this could happen, I was still like, Oh God, I'm going blind. Wait. (laughs) (laughs) I like to say like by some miracle, I'm going even more blind than I already was. Wow. I'm blinder than I thought I could get. Right. Yeah. It was exactly that. And so, uh, and that's me knowing this. And then you run into, um, I meet people who are having this hit them sometimes in their like sixties and seventies. And it's like, Mm -hmm. No, I feel for you. This it's hard. People think it's got to be easy, but you know, blindness, I don't think it's like this absolute end of the world thing, but socially, um a lot of people think it is. And it's a low incidence disability. So how often are you going to find out that, you know, all the crappy TV shows you watched were wrong about it? Yeah. <laughs> That's that is fair. That yeah, is so fair. I that was part of what got me into teaching mm-hmm. too. I was like, I do this every time I go outside. I may as well get paid for it. <laughs> People There's... will come up to you and ask you questions. Believe me. <laughs> oh, I bet. I bet. Especially with the dog. Mm-hmm. And they'll oh. tell you about their dead pets, which, you know, I, I, I love them. I'm sad for their pets, but it's kind of like, I'm so tired of hearing dead pet stories. Please stop. <laughs> I, I, I remember uh, our friend Shauna when she, she lost uh, the one uh, the one cat and I'm yeah. not going to name that because Shannon might be listening. I don't want to upset her, but everybody wanted to tell them about their dead cat, her about their dead Aww. cat. And it's just, and she's just like, this is not helping. No, you really it's don't need to hear helping. that, especially like yeah. after a recent loss. And that's part of why, like I'll listen to people tell me about their pets. Cause you yeah. know, they want to, they, they need to make that connection. And I get it. I'm on my third guide dog. And even when they, they don't die, it breaks your heart when Mm -hmm. it's time to retire them or with my second dog, he was a little asshole. (laughs) (laughs) We did not work well together at all. And three months in, I had to take him back to the school and I cried like a baby, even though he took a giant crap in Dallas Fort Worth airport on the way back to the school. Oh my God. Yeah. Yeah. He had no respect for me. (laughs) This dog was just like, I don't care about you, dude. Yeah. Yeah. not a good match, but I knew he would be matched with someone good, so I was yeah. fine. They'll find the right person. They'll find the right person. Yeah, 
They did. His trainer um, that I had worked with previously sought me out while I was working with the new dog that I still have six years down, six years later, mm-hmm. and told me that they had found a, a good person for that other dog. Oh, good. Like, oh, good. That's all I wanted for the little jerk. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but even still, it hurt to know that I had to give him up. So I yeah. can understand oh, yeah, the yeah. sad dead, the sad dead pet stories. Mm-hmm. But sometimes, you know, when you hear three or four in a day, you're like please stop. <laughs> I don't want to know anymore. It is a, it is, it is. Yeah, it is a thing. Um, it is. And I know you guys have uh, gone through a loss and I was sorry to hear about that. Uh, he was, he was an old man and he was, he was with us for a good 13 years. So oh, that's uh, the best you can hope for them. They, especially they live a long time. Yeah. He was a street cat. His expected lifespan had he stayed on the streets was maybe three years. Oh yeah, you, yeah. He he had a good life with you mm-hmm. guys. Oh yeah, I love people that can take in street cats. Yes, yeah. And now I'm starting to do the kitten hunt, but yes, circumstances, yeah, seem to be against me right now. At the moment, you might want to put that on hold. Yes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, there will be kittens. I did work. I volunteered at a pet shelter, though. Oh, this is kitten season. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, but that kit that kitten room was the best. And oh but man, yeah. you don't know how much poop like thirty eight cats can produce. Anyway, <laughs> I, I we had I think eleven at one point while I was involved oh. in the rescue. So I can pretty much guess. I can actually you, you've got, I can extrapolate. You've got the yeah. Yes, yeah. it was yeah. it was impressive. <laughs> <laughs> I did love that volunteer job. Um, the only reason I don't do it now is the time commitment mm-hmm. was out here. They want like six months, and I was like I. I don't know. And the shelter is like out in the middle of nowhere. Of you course. Can take a, you can take two buses and then walk for a mile. And I'm like, no, that, <laughs> not, not helpful. Snowing. Yeah, yeah. No. Otherwise I absolutely would have. So thinking of that, uh, <laughs> how much about productivity have we even talked about? No, I mean, it, it's all, it's, but it's all good stuff. It's all good stuff. Uh, no, I'm, I'm Yay. trying to figure out how to segue into what's the best advice you would give someone or, or have been given. And this will come back around. I think is, is gold. Right? Oh, good. I'm, yeah. I'm glad to hear that. I kind of wanted to warn you ahead of time. And I was like, well, he is married to Ursula Vernon, so oh, yeah. he might he might know that this conversation could just go anywhere. <laughs> but then I realized I was like, oh, I didn't tell him. Oops. Well, it's he'll find fine. out. Fine. <laughs> it's fine. And that happens all the time. I mm-hmm. did an, an observation the past week, and I realized I forgot to tell them I had a guide dog. <laughs> so I was like, oh, oh shit! I need to have the dog needs to be somewhere while I'm going out and observing people. Um, because she likes to race. So when you're uh, observing people doing travel training, uh, they're not going to be fast, and you want to be behind them, not in front of them. And the poor dog's going to be like, we can be going faster, you know. Oh, yeah. And German Shepherds, um, oh, all God, of my yeah. Shepherds, they, they don't like to stop and go. They want to go and get mm-hmm. there. She would have been pissed. So she yeah. had to stay at the school, and th- thankfully they have other people there with dogs. They were mm-hmm. very accommodating and understanding. Yeah. Um, Oh, but yeah, we, we had another question of uh, best advice. Best advice. Sure. <laughs> oh gosh. I've been given a lot of advice. Oh man. Mm-hmm. I'm trying, I'm like picking through my brain too. I'm like, this is the hard one. Oh <laughs> man. No, you know, it's, it's, it's interesting. <laughs> Usually... just stopped. <laughs> yeah. Of course you're on the spot now. 
you'll exactly. have you'll have 15 answers when we're done recording it's fun oh absolutely it'll be you know yeah. like 2 a.m and i'll be like god damn it <laughs> uh, just drop me an email i'll add it to the show notes after the fact or, or, or <laughs> right here's the answer to the advice question um i think you know i think a lot of the best advice i have been given has boiled down to um don't let anything stop you if you want it like if you want the thing get mm-hmm. it because people are going to tell you constantly they're going to say you can't do this you know we don't think this is an appropriate fit to you it, fuck them <laughs> you know, I, I was i was a blind person you know and i've always had very very bad vision um but i was a blind person doing the circuit as a freelance artist working mm-hmm. you know conventions and stuff i think i might have actually met ursula some somewhere in at an anthrocon somewhere but oh, you know, yeah. i i was nervous and shy at the time so i was like hi i drew you this thing bye you know, hey. and now i'd be like hey i love your book yeah <laughs> <laughs> but yeah uh, people will just uh, a lot of people will say uh they their lack of imagination will get in your way uh, mm-hmm. and you will you will have more hurdles as somebody with a disability i i got one of my first jobs way back as a teenager in a pizza hut doing dish as a dishwasher Right. And the manager there thought I couldn't do the job, so I had to do a trial day of washing goddamn dishes. Like, yeah, I gotta. I, I, I I'm floored by that. I'm absolutely <laughs> floored by that. Oh yeah, and yeah. you just you get stuff like that. So, mm-hmm. and, and I, but I think this applies to everybody. You know, if you have a goal in mind, if you want something reach for it and be aware yeah. that if you're if you're reaching for something you may have to like jump over hurdles and climb through hoops and drag yourself up that mountain you know there are a mm-hmm. lot of things about about uh, my entire college career that i hate but i had that <laughs> goal i was like i need this piece of paper that says i have these decades of lived experience so i can mm-hmm. do this job so i will do what i must <laughs> right you know, yeah it's a lot of a lot of teeth gritting. Um, oh, I had something really cool to say and it just went right out the window. Yeah. I'm used to that too. I'm used to that too. <laughs> I know. I was waiting for, uh, for Ursula to get her, her diagnosis back. Cause I was like, I knew it. This is going to come out like positive. I could, I could just tell. Oh, God, yeah. <laughs> and now it's, it's frightening how effective she is at things. I think she gardened for five or six hours today just breaking oh, for like awesome. lunch and normally she would have been in and out and stopping and checking Twitter for 30 minutes and, and back and oh, forth. Oh yeah. Just like, wow. That's she the thing there. with, no, with like, goodness. that's what I love about getting treated for ADD. Cause mm-hmm. when you like, you spend your whole life sort of fighting with it and wrestling with it. And you're like, I could get so much done if I could just sort this out. Right. You take a pill and it's like, Oh God, I can sort this out. Like I can use this time to realize how to make these complicated to-do lists that work perfectly for me and try out these experiments and right. all this stuff that in the past I would have sat there just staring into space for five hours and not knowing, mm-hmm. you know, and then, Oh shit, this was due yesterday. Oops. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I feel like ADD is one of those things that um, it gives you a lot of skills kind of like in the back. And mm-hmm. then as soon as you get medication or uh, cognitive behavioral therapy or whatever it is that helps you treat some of those distractibility symptoms Mm -hmm. all of that background knowledge that you have soaked up like a sponge slams into the front and you're like oh my god these organizational skills that i have accidentally developed 
have come together. (laughs) Wait, apparently I wasn't, it it wasn't that the system was bad. Uh, Oh, you know, it's interesting. Maybe I should have Ursula go back through some of the systems. You know, you might uh, just see what she likes and, uh, yeah. I haven't had a chance to listen to the whole backlog of Productivity Alchemy. I really want to, because mm-hmm. I just want to see like that progression. <laughs> um, and I think I've listened to like the first seven episodes several times. Uh, and I do run into the the trouble with, uh, I will often listen to a, a podcast and fall asleep. And frequently it'll be, uh, oh gosh, like creepypasta and scary story podcasts, because yeah. they're so soothing. And really? I'm, I'm a true crime fan, so I'm really not, I'm really not fussed by most fiction. <laughs> like a lot yeah. of times I'll, I'll find myself listening to fiction and I'm like, well, that was well written, but that's not how they, that's not the color of blood spatter at this stage in a crime scene. Uh, the, the best part is like, you're listening to, I, I listen to something like um, dark histories and Ooh. it's, it's really nice that the narrator has a nice soothing voice while he's talking about these horrific things that happened in the yes. 1600s. <laughs> uh, yes, that's, that's it. I was doing uh, the Magnus archives, which oh. I love, but then uh, the, and the conceit of it is fantastic. They actually worked in, you know, why these, these statements needed to be recorded. I thought it was great, but the downside is that means like around the very nicely soothingly narrated story, there's mm-hmm. sometimes a lot of screaming and yelling so yeah. you know i'll be half asleep and suddenly all these people are yelling and it's like jesus what <laughs> oh no, it's the podcast all right go back right. To sleep. okay yeah. <laughs> okay calm down yes yeah <laughs> calm down <laughs> to get us back on track because there are yes. only two questions <laughs> left now wow only two questions left i know i know uh, i'm and surprised of those questions uh the first is what we call the uh, the uh, sad but easy often question, and that oh, is... Oh, yeah. I was um, thinking about this. <laughs> mm-hmm. How do you deal with failure or when you miss a goal? Um, that one is kind of interesting for me. Um, mm-hmm. I know I fail a lot, um, and it's just that, you know, that, that whole process of failing fast. I know mm-hmm. I do it, but I'm not cognizant of it. Uh, and I've sort of been conditioned to think of failure as this big looming life destroying thing. So I tend to, I tend not to think that, um, I am failing or when I see something that looks like it is going to fail that in Mm -hmm. a really big way, if I can spot it in time, I'm kind of like, how can I redirect so that this failure is not as bad as it could be. And then on the flip side too, um, when I realize I have failed something, Mm-hmm. I kind of like to think, what did I learn from all of that leading up to this? So that, you know, I think my big thing is I'm afraid that something will be a loss. So it's like, yeah. you know, was this all a loss? No. You know, right now mm-hmm. it's miserable because I feel like I lost something that I was aiming for. But, you know, looking back, I'm like, well, I have these things I can pull out of the rubble and just kind of march on from it. <laughs> we will rebuild. Yeah, basically. Um, I yeah. do a lot of rebuilding, you know, and, and like I said, with uh, 2019 was essentially a lost year. Uh, we, we had like a, a death in the family that hit me unexpectedly hard. Like sometimes mm-hmm. you don't know how much someone meets you until they're gone. So when she went, like I almost did too. So there, mm-hmm. I have forgotten most of 2019 and in the process of rebuilding, it's like, well, how, how can I be her 
for myself. Right. And so I apply that I... toward towards failure, you know, like yeah. what would grandma do? <laughs> <laughs> On the flip side of that coin, do you celebrate your successes? And if so, how? I don't because I find if I say that I'm going to celebrate a success, I'll mm-hmm. do it before I finish the thing <laughs> and then I won't finish the thing. So I think a lot of my celebration is um, it's off my to-do list. And for me, that's mm-hmm. like a really physical thing. Like it just feels like somebody has lifted something off of my shoulders and right. being able to take that deep breath, like, ah, oh, it's done. Awesome. You know, and if it's a drawing, like a commission that I've been dragging my mm-hmm. heels on, I'll look over it and be like, I like it. Let us never speak of this again, you know, and I'll wander off and just, you know, forget about it. And years down the line, I'll be like, oh, yeah, I did do that thing. Um, I used to do comics. I haven't made one in uh, a long time. Uh, Mm -hmm. I failed really hard halfway through one and have not been able to pick it up since. Like, oh, and the time commitment. Yeah, I was going to say, I I know all of the... I've seen all of the comics that Ursula started before Digger clicked. Ah, well, right? that makes me feel better. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and there are several, uh, some which will never see the light of day other than when I was transferring stuff off of her, her one machine to another in the archive and some that are still online incomplete. Oh yeah. Yeah. That's, that's the hard thing that like, mm-hmm. you know, it feels, and I think it's for that, like sometimes you have to step back and be like, well, it feels incomplete to me because I had this extra story I was going to tack onto it mm-hmm. that I grew to hate as I was working on it. But other people find this, this point, a good stopping point. So it's like, yeah. well, I guess it technically is not incomplete, but oh, it's not done <laughs> to me. <laughs> and that's the nice thing about the, the writing of novels. They can be done. I finished True. a novel. It is done. Yeah. True. I've always wanted to write a novel, but with writing, I don't have the attention span. I'm really good with short fiction. Mm -hmm. Um, And I really, with my art, I actually got, uh, I got to a point of being fast and decent. You know, I don't know if I, I, people say I'm good. I guess I'm good. Um, You know, I didn't make it in like the professional field, but I didn't want to. Right. Maybe I could have if I really wanted to, but all the stuff around that. Um, But anyways, Mm -hmm. I, I put a lot of uh, I put all, a lot of stats into speed mm-hmm. so I can churn out a drawing fairly fast. And it's solely because I love to ink. I do a lot of black and white stuff. Oh, okay. Um, yeah. And, and I want it done and I love it when it's done. It's like that. There's, that's <laughs> some of my celebration. I'm like, oh, it's done. It looks good. Um, I have trained myself out of nitpicking art. I used to nitpick it really bad. And over the years, I was just like, okay, what two things do you like about it? All right, put it away. There you <laughs> go. Yeah. Nitpicking doesn't help. Um, and, and you'll get people who are like, oh, you know, I want to be a, a critic of your work. Let me tell you how to fix this. And I'm like, no, no, this is done. <laughs> I already know how to fix it and I'll I'm, fix it later. <laughs> I'm sorry. If, if unsolicited critic of your work, that's asshole. That's yeah. being an asshole. Yeah. It I mean. is. <laughs> I spend a lot of time online. So I'm kind of like, okay, I'll read what you have to say. Over the past like year, I've kind of been like, no, shut up. Why? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And I used to be a lot more active on social media. And mm-hmm. now I'm just like, I hate the way people act online. So, you know, I have a Twitter, but it's private. I follow like, I, well, actually, I follow a lot of people, but like nobody is really allowed to follow me. And that's fine. You do what you got to do to keep your sanity. Oh, absolutely. I mm-hmm. won't do Facebook. Um, 
I found that people don't interact with me much on gallery sites if I don't post. There's the uh, there's the fire alarm. I guess the bacon's almost done. Um, that is the nicest fire alarm I've ever heard. <laughs> well, that's the pre-alarm. Uh-oh. <laughs> so, yeah, it's, it's that, that's what the <laughs> Nest Protect sound like. And I know Google someday is going to kill the Nest service. But one of the things it does is it gives you that warning. We have detected, you know, smoke, and we might have to sound the alarm because of it. It's like the nicest thing for cooking versus... That has sold me more on the smart home than anything I've ever seen. Uh, yeah, versus the like I the ones I had originally were the old school that they would just hit a point and then they'd scream. Uh huh. Yeah. You get really good at like having a towel nearby so you can mm -hmm. like and, you know uh, quick somebody open the window. What? <laughs> I lay all that towel under the. I, the I keep a, a poking stick near it so I can poke the button the disarm button. Oh, um, nice. Yeah. I didn't know they had those. Well, at least on the the Nest, it's more like an acknowledgement button. It's got the it's got this big ah. lit up button, and you can you can hit that to say yes, I am aware. It's not something to, to panic about. It'll panic about it later if if it isn't addressed in a reasonable <laughs> amount of time. Which that's perfectly yeah. reasonable. You never know what may happen with a fire. I've almost started a grease fire, so I've been there. Yeah. Yeah. Don't put frozen vegetables in the hot oil. Don't. No, <laughs> you only have to make that mistake once. I, I and I was watching the the MythBusters where they were they did a, an episode about grease fires and the some of the oh, things yeah. around it. And I was sitting there watching it. and I was going, "Oh God, that's uh -huh. horrifying!" Yeah. I miss that show. I love the Myth MythBusters. There, uh, and I have done a lot of um, you. You, they do some interesting things to you as a blind person for um, independent living skills training. Oh, and yeah? cooking is one of them. Oh, so I bet. I've done a lot of, uh, I was in a, a fairly intensive program where by the end of it, I did cook a meal for 40 people. Oh, um, wow. Yeah, that, that was a really long week and the 12 hour day that resulted because mm -hmm. I had to also do all the cleanups and the, yep. you know, the serving and the prep. And I fried, I did fried chicken. So, I handled a lot of grease. I wind up doing a lot of, uh, I wind up doing a lot of projects uh, with things that I don't necessarily like that scare mm, me. Mm -hmm. You know, I actually did a, we, we also had a lot of uh, working blindfolded in a wood shop with no, oh. there was no extra safety precautions. I, it was fine. <laughs> I, you just like all the respect now. All the respect. Oh, thank you. So, I mean, I'm I'm really glad I didn't have to see any of that equipment because you know, there's there's just something about stuff in in wood shops. It's unsettling, and of course, the project I did, I had I wound up using the the uh, table saw, which I hate table saws. Oh, <laughs> they yeah. scare me. And I was make I think I had to make around two hundred odd um, cuts where it was a quarter inch of wood between that saw blade and your hand. <laughs> Mm -hmm. I was, I was like, I'm really glad I didn't have to see any of this, you know. But yeah, so yeah, table saw, uh, band saw was a little intimidating because uh, I did go in there one day to slice frozen meat. I was like, yeah, yeah, that could be a finger. Oh yeah. And ironically, the only thing I hurt myself on in the in that whole wood shop was the was uh, the belt sander. Of I course. kind of got into the zone and I sanded my thumbs. <laughs> Ah, that, it it hurt a lot later oh, yeah <laughs> and then of course i had braille class right after that and like i really primarily read with uh just like my uh index fingers 
But if there's a wound on any of your other fingers, you suddenly realize how much you were reading with those two. With that including one, yeah, your thumbs. exactly. Exactly. Yes. Oh, yeah. Or it's it's like I don't think of myself as a touch typist until I've got a Band-Aid on my finger, and then suddenly oh. I'm like, I, why are these keys not getting hit right? Oh, because that's the finger under the Band-Aid. Right. right. So. I get so many people ask me how I type and I'm like, what do you mean you don't touch type? Like, well, are you looking at the like are, are sighted people looking at keyboards? Why would you do that to yourself? Sometimes, uh, especially I got a new keyboard, so I'm adjusting to it. So I have to look at it occasionally. But, oh, understandable. Yeah. I have like one of those. Um, oh, it's an ergonomic keyboard. Mm-hmm. So every time I find myself confronted with a regular keyboard, I'm like, what? How does this, how, how do, how does this work? I hate this. <laughs> and, and, and for those listening at home, this will be last week's episode I'm talking about. Um, but this week's episode, I actually talk about my new keyboard because I talk about working at home. Oh, oh, fun. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, so, I'm looking forward to that. Yeah. I, every time I see the update, there's a new episode. I'm like, oh, sometimes I just save up like the episodes of favorite <laughs> podcasts and yours is in there. I'm like, oh, what, you know, who's going to be interviewed? What's going to happen next? What, what advice can I glean from this? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, we, we focus, focused, because um, we recorded last night, so I guess it is past tense. Uh, we focus oh, wow. primarily on uh, adjusting to working from home, um, things you need to know, things you may not talk about if it's your first time, getting to know your coworkers, maintaining those connections. Mm. Um, because there are a lot of people right now who are doing this for the first time. Yes. And, you know, hats off to them. Yeah. And like, I've been doing it for 10 years, almost 10 years. Oh, wow. Uh, well, working from home is what, uh, yeah. what ultimately kind of like kneecapped me as a freelancer. It yeah. Was, it was too free. <laughs> and and that's, that's something people have to worry about. You know, if, if you need that mm-hmm. structure, then you have to build the structure yourself because you don't, you don't have an external force imposing it on you and that makes it really difficult. Oh yeah. And yeah. when you have ADD again, mm-hmm. um, there like, uh, there's almost no such thing as an internal force. You know, you, you really do need that external force to kind of get right. you going. Oh yeah. Otherwise you're just so. going to be like, mm, I don't know. I can get this done wherever, whenever. And then whenever becomes five minutes before it was due and you're like, Oh shit, not again. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> how, how does this keep happening? <laughs> yeah. But we, we try to keep it to practical advice. And I think that's important because there's a lot of the hoity toity. That's the wrong phrasing, but you know, there's, there's all the, I know what you mean though. <laughs> yeah. If you do this, you will be the most productive you've ever been working from home. Uh. And we all know that's generally <laughs> bullshit. So Yeah. We, oh yeah, I've read mm-hmm. a lot of self-help and looked at a lot of this stuff in my day too. And sometimes mm-hmm. you're just like, this is super unrealistic for 99% of people. Like it's good <sighs> when, when it works for somebody, but oh yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I remember going through years of like just throwing self-help books across the room. Cause I'm like, this is impossible. This doesn't work. You know, now mm-hmm. I have the perspective. I'm like, it does work for some people. For some it just people. doesn't work just, for me. It's not me. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. All right. That's so. That's where those blindness skills come in. There you Sometimes go. you have to be the architect of what works for you. Because believe me, the world is not designed for people like me and nope. it never will be. So you yeah. have to be inventive. You have to be ready. Yeah. And thinking of that, being ready, um, uh, where can we find your stuff online if there is a public presence for such? Oh, yeah. Um, I post every now and again on DeviantArt at mm-hmm. uh, Ra- Razek again. <laughs> so it's mm-hmm. just R-A-Z-Z-E-K 
again. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then on, uh, I'm still on for affinity as Razak. And I think that's, I've really parred down my online presence. That's really the only places you can find me. I think. Yeah. Well, I mean, you're busy. You've got a degree. Yeah. You've got a dog to take care of. I mean, they do happen. I've yeah. Got, I've got healthcare things to do and boy, grocery mm-hmm. shopping when you have ADD and you're blind, like that, that's a whole thing. <laughs> and everybody else is panic shopping around you. Oh, I'm not. I haven't been to a grocery store in weeks. I'm not going to one until I have to. Yeah, like, we're ordering from Schwann's because they deliver and they take food stamps. Right. Uh, or, or in our case, uh, we're, we're starting to make use of things like Instacart where we can order it all. We drive up, they load it in the back of the car, we drive away. Oh, that always sounds so nice. After so tipping many... our worker, yes. Yes, yeah. Whenever mm-hmm. I can afford to tip, I do. Even when I almost can't afford to, I'm like, well, oh, this yeah. person gave me a ride. I'm, you know, it may be the lowest tip option, but I'm still going to tip. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, or in our case, there there was none for the Instacart. And I know this this poor oh. person who's having to bring the stuff out is is out and just like, you made such the right choice. We're like, really? And they were like, Ooh. it is just insane in there. And we're like, oh, okay, maybe we're going to do this more often. Maybe we're going to do this more often. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's, and that's one thing I, I strive to do. Um, mm-hmm. I try to be nice to everybody, you know, oh, like, yeah. not a doormat. Uh, I can be, pre- I can be pretty vicious, you know, when people <laughs> start doing things that I know accessibility laws and I can be like, um, just so you know, you can't do that. Yeah. <laughs> but for the most part, you know, it doesn't matter what kind of work somebody is doing. Like I'll stop and talk to the janitor because it's just like, I don't know what you're doing. I know I couldn't do your job. Yeah. Mad respect to you for doing that job. And same with, uh, you know, McDonald's workers. There's more work in fast oh food than God. people think. I sure so as hell would want to put my hands by that grease fryer. They have I, my respect. And it's not just that. There's also the whole uh, you have to maintain certain levels of cleanliness in order to oh. keep the, um, the I will remember the word, the health ratings yes and uh, and then the company puts uh behavior uh stipulations on you i worked yep. for i worked at disney world for all of like five minutes <laughs> and like it didn't matter how bad your day was you had to seem like you were happy you have to be happy mm-hmm. it's miserable when you have to keep that up and i see that that's being enforced on grocery store clerks and oh yeah you know people that are getting yelled at at starbucks i'm like let them not be happy. God, yeah, <laughs> or, can, you know, and be nice to them. They won't spit in your coffee for one. <laughs> truth, truth, truth. And I've had people, they're like, how are you so nice to people? And it's like, I don't feel like I'm going out of my way. It I've, makes the I've, world a better place. I've been that person on the other side of that. I don't want to, <laughs> I, I know what it yeah. feels like to get yelled at for, you know, not having enough chocolate chips in the cookie. Oh, right. Absolutely. And in my case, it's also, um, I'm a firm believer in uh, selfish altruism. And it's yeah. still altruism, even if you're doing it in part for yourself. Mm-hmm. But I need other people. So yeah. it it behooves me to be nice to people and just not be a shithead. You know? <laughs> I'm not, just because I'm disabled doesn't mean I'm entitled to anything. And you get a lot more, you get a lot more honey. Uh, uh, no, you get a lot more uh, flies with honey. Right. You know? it, and it makes you feel better like be oh. nice to people <laughs> yeah it, it takes a lot of energy to be angry all the time it does and i've gotten caught in anger loops and even mm-hmm. when i'm stuck in an anger loop 
with somebody else, I will still try to be nice to a stranger because <laughs> it'll make me feel a little bit better. Yeah, absolutely. Well, thank you so much for taking time out today. Oh, thank you. This has yeah. been my pleasure. Uh, I, when mm-hmm. you emailed me back, I was like, oh, oh my God, you know, like, <laughs> extremely startled. I think I made myself schedule the appoint the, uh, this interview first. And then I mm-hmm. sent a reply to you and I was like, okay, keep it cool. <laughs> don't, don't freak out. <laughs> So I got pinged by someone I'm really excited to to have on the show, and I had, I had to. It's coming up, uh, and I had to take a moment and just sit back and breathe, and just be like, yep. "Okay, <laughs> don't freak out. Don't freak out when composing this email. Be professional. You can be professional." Uh, oh, so. exactly. And I don't know how professional my replies are when I'm in that state, but I try to give myself time. And I think I gave it like a day before I could respond. I, I, the initial contact was a direct message on Twitter. And so Ooh. I had to, I had to have Ursula talk me down for a minute. Um, so, <laughs> oh yeah. man. It's yeah. a, it is, it gets that way sometimes when you're just like, I love this thing that these people do. And, oh my God, you know, they want me on their show or, you know, oh my God, they want to be on my show. Yeah, I can, absolutely. I see yeah. I All felt right. the same way being a facility, uh, getting accepted to a conference that's been canceled as oh, a facilitator, well, but it was still yeah. like, I got in. <laughs> Yay. I, the, my one call for papers that I do every year got extended. It was supposed to end Friday. And they're like, you know what? We're going to give you an extra month. And I'm like, awesome. Yes. Thank you so much. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Especially right now. It's like, yeah, let's mm-hmm. extend some deadlines. Let's cancel some things. Let's do yeah. the right thing. Yeah. So, <laughs> All right. Well, thank you so much. Oh, thank you. This has been a pleasure. And, uh, and for the people listening at home, we'll be right back after this. say Raz was a lot of fun to talk to. Awesome. Um, and I think their coping mechanisms um, around their recent ADHD diagnosis uh, are fascinating as they adjust kind of the way you've been adjusting. It's um, uh, it's still amazing. Yeah. And the other thing that, that is, is kind of amazing are the resources uh, Raz has been able to provide for uh, assistive technology and for uh, some additional coping mechanisms, um, which brings us to this week's word. This week's word is bright colors, all one word, uh, in reference to Raz's note-taking style <laughs> or drawing thing or whatever. Um, I haven't finished re-listening to the interview myself. Uh, there's, there's, there were technical difficulties, and I have to edit a lot. Right, um, right. So that is something I had been going through uh, this afternoon. But uh, absolutely fun time. I hope you guys enjoyed listening to us. I'm sorry. I hope you folks enjoyed listening to our talk as much as we had talking about it. 
So that's it for this week. Uh, we have six weeks, uh, five episodes until uh, the big episode 150. Good lord. So, oh, there goes Zita now. Um, you can do it, sweetie. There you go. Who's a good dog? Oh, so uh, good. So, oh, yeah. oh, 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 hind oh. legs didn't quite work. That's okay. The, the slick floors are very difficult for her. Very difficult for her. Old dogs. It's hard. I know. Um, You're fine. Yeah, but as I was uh, saying, um, just amazing resources on accessibility. And one of the interesting things was when setting up the appointment with mm -hmm. the calendar, we found that my calendar provider isn't uh, accessible for, like, the iPhone screen reader, which Raz uses extensively. And so I filed bugs. Good, good. So we're, we're improving things. All right. Uh, if you want to find out more about what the word of the week, the special badge code is, uh, check out productivityalchemy.com and the badge how-to on the menus. Uh, if you want to support us financially, you can. Uh, honestly, at this point, we're suggesting you donate to your local food bank instead. Absolutely. They're getting slammed. I got a note from uh, mine that they are uh, handling like well over double their normal capacity. Mm -hmm. And uh, it's they're hurting. Um, Lord knows everyone's hurting. Or if you have disposable income and you want to commission an artist, a lot of artists who depend on fairs and conventions to make their money are now scrambling real hard. So uh, there are lots of people who need it worse than we do. Absolutely. Uh, that said, if you absolutely feel you must, Patreon at Ursula V, Kofi at... K-Sunny. K-Sunny. K-S-O-N-N-E-Y. Yep. And, uh, yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, and we've got an, our next letter shows coming up in a couple weeks. You can write us the comment form. You can comment on the episode. You can send me an email. All the information on that is on the website. As well as, um, actually, handy links to supporting us. Excellent. So that, that makes it a lot easier. That's it for this week. Everybody just... Hold on, do the best you can, and remember, it will get better. And in the meantime, just stay productive. And if you can't be productive, hang on anyway. Absolutely. <laughs>